Well, hello everyone. I hope you're all doing well. Welcome to uh, episode three of Monkeys and Dogging. And this week we're reviewing uh, episode three of series one. Once again, I've got to say a huge thank you to everyone for their support. We're trying to get the podcast up and running. It's very hard in the early days, but it's been great to have over 80 downloads so far, 135 followers on Twitter and an average rating of 4.5 on Apple Podcasts. Really means a lot. Please continue to share uh, as much as you can. I certainly want to get across to um, all the car share fans out there. There are some Facebook groups I know with three or four thousand members um, that I'm struggling to kind of get across, um, trying to get posts agreed, etc. on the wall. And don't have to, uh, haven't had a lot of luck so far. So would really appreciate anything you can do uh, to raise awareness. Very excited for this week's episode. Uh, for the first time, uh, we had great involvement last week from Jamie Pragnall in terms of the episode review. But for the first time, uh, hopefully be the first of many times, um, I'm joined uh, by a special guest in helping me review this week's episode. And that is Stu Amy. Uh, Stu is a big fan of Car Share and uh, particularly loves this episode. So I thought it'd be great to uh, to share uh, reviewing it with him. So really hope you enjoy. As I say, please do continue to support the pod as best as you can. And remember, if you're new to listening to this, uh, please follow me on Twitter at and underscore dogging. Right, let's get on with it then. Let's uh, review uh, episode three of series one of the wonderful pie and chips that is Peter Kay's car share. Okay, so Stu, thank you so much for uh, joining me for this week's podcast. It's brilliant to have someone else um, on. Uh, welcome uh, and thank you for joining us. Yes, pleasure. Pleasure. Looking forward to it. So, um, you're a big fan of car share, obviously. Um, yeah. wh- wh- have you always been a big fan? Have you since day one, or have you sort of got into it yeah. as it's been repeated? Yeah. Well, um, right from the start, I mean, I've been. Peter Kay fan in general, right from back at Phoenix Nights, um, and then going through all the other things that he's done. So as soon as I saw the um, car share, he was bringing out a new a new program. I thought, well, I, you know, I've got to watch it because it's going to be funny. Um, but right from the start, right from sort of minute one, episode one, it was funny, and it's just it's him, it's his sense of humour, his. His little comments—they're just—they're just brilliant because it's just everyday stuff. But he seems to make it funny. So yeah, and then when it got repeated, it's perfect. I get to watch it again. Yeah, it's, it's one of those programs that you just—if it. <sighs> While you're watching it, you're always going to enjoy it. It's almost like it doesn't matter how many times you've seen an episode. It's yeah. um, it, it, it's still funny, isn't it? You see, you see different things each time you um, each time you watch it. You know, you're, the the humour will be there right right from the start. But then, if you watch it again, you'll see some of the the little adverts in the background that are clearly set up, or you'll hear the the radio adverts for the first time properly because you're not concentrating as much on the dialogue between him and Kaylee. It's just, there's there seems to be quite a few different levels to it. Do you know what? You're spot on. Even just uh, starting to do the podcast and reviewing about the episodes, I, I picked up on things that I just hadn't picked up at all before. 
Um, so that, that, that that's a, a real delight of the show. Um, great, and and uh, without meaning to sound like we're on uh, we're on a first date, um, do you want to do you want to share with uh, the listeners as to uh, a little bit about yourself as well? Um, yeah, so uh, mid I'll, I'll say early forties, not mid forties. <laughs> early forties, married with two kids, originally a North London boy, um, but have moved down to the South Coast because that's where. Um, my wife's from, like all good boyfriends, stroke husbands. When she said she wanted to move back home, that's what I did. <laughs> so I moved. I moved down here um, for the sake of a happy life. But I tell you, it's a much better place to bring up kids right by the coast than it is right by the M25. So yeah, I've been down on the south coast for seventeen, eighteen years now. Great. Um, I- and I think we, we, we connected sort of via Twitter. Are you, are you, is it down sort of Highcliffe, Dorset? Are you sort of that yeah, part of the coast? I'm Muddyford. Muddyford, so, yeah, lovely. Christchurch and Highcliffe, Brilliant, yeah, no, great. And, of course, you're a, you're a keen Spurs fan, aren't you? I am, yes. Good, yes. good result tonight, wasn't it? Yeah. I know, I know. I'm, uh, yeah, you just never know at the moment. That's the problem. So, yeah, I was happy with that. I was, I was happier at the weekend when we beat that other... Uh, North London team. Oh yeah, the w- Woolwich Arsenal. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. the, one. the South London teams. I like to call them. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what? I mean, maybe for another day because uh, obviously I could talk football for a long time, but I appreciate I don't want to. T- I don't want to turn the non-football fans off too much. Yeah. Um, gr- <laughs> great. So we're reviewing episode uh, three uh, of series one tonight. So. Um, a great episode. It now it kicks off with um, a travel announcement on the radio um, about uh, I think it's a lorry that dropped uh, beer. There's beer all over the road. Um, I think, which um, I don't know about East you, but I, I've never come across. But um, if there's one thing that I would like to see dropped on a road, it's it's beer. That's definitely one for me, yeah, that would gin. I'll be more than happy, I'll go and help the two up with that. <laughs> um, and then, of course, now, we were discussing um, off-air before before we started recording about um, one of the first moments of this episode. Um, of course, it's happened before, and it, and it happens again. Um, John making eye contact with um, a lovely lady in a, in, in a car in the other lane. Um, and he's, he's, he's quite confident, isn't he? He's quite cheeky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, having listened to the the first couple of podcasts and you you pointing it out, I hadn't noticed it as much until you pointed it out, and then seeing it in this episode, he yeah, he kind of he, he knew what he was doing. He, there's definitely that undertone that he's either is or was a bit of a player. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Do you know what? And again, goes back to what we were saying about picking up on things that uh, perhaps you know we 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 hadn't picked up on before. Um, you know, he's he's perhaps a bit of a charmer, um, and um, he makes eye contact with her, and she smiles back, and uh, it's quite amusing because um, he's trying to get into her lane, and the car that is behind her has a has another lady in. And um, it just makes me laugh out loud when he kind of just instinctively goes Ugh, or something like that, doesn't it? When, it, when it's uh, when it's that lady. Um, so he does lose her, unfortunately. He loses her at the roundabout. Now, um, we're both married uh, men's Jews, so we won't uh, sort of 
dwell on it too much in terms of whether we've we've had similar experiences, but uh, I'm sure we've all felt the frustration of uh, not being able to get into a lane uh, that we that we wanted to get into and people not letting you in. Um, and cynical John, perhaps this again, I've touched on it on previous uh, pods, but cynical John really because he sort of says, "Oh well." She's probably she's probably married anyway, or, or some psycho. It sort of. Do you think it sort of sums up John's feelings about love and the opposite sex? Yeah, I mean, he, he touches on it at different parts in in episodes, and he does again later on in this one, where you know, he starts to open up a bit about his old love life and things like that. And there's definitely a backstory, and it shows with that little comment. It's like, right, okay, yeah, he's been there before. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's been bit. He's been, he's been bitten, hasn't he? He's kind of, yes. um, yeah, and it, it, it probably does explain why he's sort of got uh, the defences up, really, um, throughout, throughout the series in terms of sort of um, perhaps even trusting or allowing his feelings for Kaylee to, 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 to develop, really. Um, so uh, he then moves on and going to pick up Kaylee as per usual. And rather unusually in the series, we see a very different Kaylee come to the front door. How would you describe her? Um, a, a mess is probably... Uh, a sort of... <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we've seen her looking better, that's for sure. She's, um, I must say, actually, um, and I'd forgotten about this till earlier on, um, it's Sean Gibson's birthday today. So, uh, yeah, happy birthday, Sean. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure she... Um, wouldn't want us to be talking about probably her um, least attractive moment in Garcia, but um, found it very amusing. He's obviously one of those, you look at someone, one of those moments where you look at someone and you just know straight away kind of, you know, what they've been up to um, in, in the 12, 12 hours before. Um, she looks horrendous, her shirt's tucked out, um, hair absolutely all over the place. And, um, of course, this is where we're introduced to, um, uh, visually at least, to Kaylee's neighbour. Um, what I would describe as a sort of um, typical stern, stern lady. She looks very disapproving, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, probably a, you know, a reference for the youth that would really understand this. She looked a bit like um, Nora Batty. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. You know, um, probably goes over a lot of people's heads that one, but you could you can sort of imagine what what that lady was like. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's funny you should say that. That's that's a really good link actually, because um, later on in the pod, I I, I review a character um, each podcast, a sort of minor character we get never get to know, and I've I've actually reviewed her for this week, so um, I had fun with that one. Um, yeah, she looks very stern, very sort of disapproving, um, and Haley comes out. Um, I think I described when I was looking at the episode initially, hair like a bear, um, clearly tipsy. And of course, she stumbles over, and uh, she. she um, well, Stu, have you ever had a, a similar moment um, where you've <laughs> entered a vehicle or into the room, perhaps, and 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 uh, fallen over? Um, yes, unfortunately, <laughs> um, I have. Um, oh dear, many years ago, um, it was a lads kind of 
afternoon, evening, we went. We were. We all went to the World Match Play darts, but this was before it was really popular and at Ali Pali. So yeah. back to the, the Circus Tavern days, um, and we went to the afternoon session. We had a few drinks, all of us, and back. We all went back to our hotel to get changed for the evening session. Got a minibus back to to the Circus Tavern. I was still clearly slightly too worse. For I actually just fell out of the minibus. Oh, no. Lost, did, uh, didn't realise that my legs were there and just the door opened and I just went. <laughs> oh, dear. A few injuries, eh? Yes, yes. Um, I, I suppose what's quite impressive about this is um, the fact it's, what, seven or eight in the morning, we imagine. So it's Kaylee still in that state from the night before. And, uh, of course, she goes on to say that I think they were drinking till five or she went to bed at five, something like that. Um, so uh, pretty hardcore. Anyway, so she tumbles over and uh, let's kind of remind ourselves as to uh, exactly what that sounded like. Brilliant. So a couple of phrases used there um, that really fascinated me. Um, I picked up on the fact that John uses the word levered. I mean, there are so many words for drunk, aren't there? But I mean, levered, is, is that a yeah. word that you use very often, Stuart? You hear used now for drunk, levered? I, I definitely don't hear it being said very often because, as you say, there's so many words and brilliantly describing words for being drunk and I don't think leathered is used anymore or as I say not as not not around me anyway <laughs> I don't get leathered but um yeah it's just it is it's such a it seems such a, not an old person's phrase because I remember it being being said but and I would love to say I'm not an old person <laughs> but I just don't think the the younger drinkers say leathered I'm sure they have much better words to say about them getting drunk. Yeah, I, I hope there are people listening that actually have never heard of it. And it's kind of like, um, I think I've joked before that I want it to be uh, an education, this podcast, and perhaps uh, educating people to that word, levered. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a very weird one. And I think you picked up on uh, the phrase that, again, what was it, about being dragged through a hedge or something, wasn't it? That you said? Yeah, yeah. Um, he said that you look like you've been dragged through a head backwards. Again, it's just it's these phrases that I don't don't think younger people say anymore. And it's you know, and I don't know what makes him want to keep putting these kind of things in, and if that's just his normal his normal vocabulary. But it's brilliant because it does kind of take you back to it takes me back anyway to when I was younger because I remember hearing that. You know, oh, what do you look like? You look like you've been dragged through a head backwards. It's such a weird phrase as well. It, Why would you be dragged it, through a head backwards? It is, it is. It, and, and again, there are some of the... Without going too deep into it, and who knows, as the episodes go on, perhaps this will develop more. But um, I think I suggested, certainly in episode one, um, that just a couple of things were said that... Um, 
you know, I, I think are absolutely fine, but it's very relevant with today's everything that's going on today in terms of, um, uh, you know, what's viewed as political correctness or, or what can be um, people can get away with or not in comedy. And there are just certain things that John says that just, shall we say, just paints him as an old-fashioned chap. Not not necessarily any type of Alf Garner or anything like that, but just his the choice of, yeah, that's it, the choice of language. Um, and, and like you say, it's it, commonplace not that long ago, some of the phrases that he uses throughout the series. But you're absolutely right. I think I would just sum it up as a bit of an old-school perhaps, um, basically. Um, I certainly don't think that at any point um, uh, it's it's used in malice at all at any point. But yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's a really, really good point. Um, so they move on. They talk about um, Kaylee and the night before. It becomes apparent that she's been up drinking. I think she went to bed at 5am and she suggests that people are still up drinking uh, as she left. Um, and they were drinking, what was the choice of drink? Cheeky Finto. Yeah. Have you ever had one of those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, I'm not intelligent enough to go to uni, so I can't say it was back in my uni days, but it was (laughs) kind of, it was in my younger days that I remember a night and um, ending up on someone saying, oh, yeah, let's, in this bar, let's have a cheeky Vimta. I was like, what is that? There was me drinking, you know, lager and and things like that. And they said, oh, it's port and blue WKD. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, no, I've never had a port at that point. And it, uh, to be honest, yes, it does. It tastes like Vimto, mm. which is worrying, really, when you drink it, because you can't tell that there's that much alcohol in it. Dangerous, but yeah. I was trying to think of other random drinks like that that I've been inflicted before there was one a dirty Dr Pepper but I can't remember what was in that dirty oh dirty Dr Pepper all I remember it did taste like Dr Pepper but it obviously was alcoholic I know it had amaretto in any more than that, I can't tell you. I, I could just imagine the feeling of, I can almost sense the feeling of sick in my mouth at the thought of a couple of glasses of that. I reckon it wouldn't take much of that drink to uh, sort of uh, make you feel nauseous, shall we say. So, <laughs> so I, I, one of my favourite lines, actually, um, in my group of friends, we've got um, a bit of a running joke in the last few years, especially with one of them, that uh, when he goes out for a few drinks, it'd take him a week to recover. Um, and so it made me laugh and Kaylee, as they get talking about everything, Kaylee's sort of suggesting, oh, she's too old for it now. It's going to take her four days to recover. Um, And I can so relate to that because, Stu, how I feel, I'm a very similar age to you, is that I can still drink. I've still got my drinking stamina and taste for a few beers. I can absolutely do that, I believe. And at a push, I can probably go to a reasonable hour at a push. But for me, the difference between my 20s and now is how long it takes to recover. Oh, yeah. And and basically the four days thing, well, yeah, I can, I, I think that's pretty accurate um, in terms of the tiredness, the sleep recovery, the body recovering. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I was young, I used to be able to drink every day and, you know, and quite a bit each day and it would be fine. Just a bit like, you know, Katie was saying. Now, it seemed to, it's, I think it seemed to happen overnight as soon as I had children. I don't know what they do to me, <laughs> but it was just, bang, it just takes 
ages now. And I, I'm a bit like you, as you say. I can, I like a drink, um, and can have a fair bit. But oh, then the next day's a write-off, and sometimes the day after that as well. And you, you then start to think, oh, I'm not doing it again. But you know you're going to. It's just silly to even suggest that you're not going to drink again. Yeah. But it just, you know, if I have a, a good lot on a Friday. I'll struggle on a Saturday massively. Yeah, the idea of the idea of two night a two nighter um, is, is probably one of the one of the sacrifices that you uh, you certainly make when you get older. Because uh, yeah, the idea of two or three nights in a row is is is, is certainly uh, not an easy one to cope well, with. I, I dread nowadays someone I know getting married and saying we're going on a. A, a weeks long stag do because not only for the cost but you just think I can't drink all that time you know we go back to my days when I just had two, day, two days and I was young and I could do it but now God, I couldn't do that who the hell decided that stag do's were no longer a one or two night affair and now are like like you say a week it's crazy and isn't why it why does it have to be further and further away it's like well, we're going to have a week away in Ibiza or we're going to have a week away in some far-flung country, and it's going to cost you 700 quid just to get there. I just, I don't know when that happened and why it happened. And I know it used to be one day, then it was two days. I had a weekend in Newcastle for my um, my state do, mm. and I thought that was enough. But now it's weeks on end. When's it going to stop? Yeah. In a month? Yeah. Do. yeah, it turned into like a month safari or something. Yeah. Um, I had a... Um... A weekend in Margate on an only horse and horses based stag do, and that that was great fun. And and like you say, I felt that was a real treat. Um, you know, uh, nothing as exotic as Ibiza. Um, but uh, but yeah. So what, also, what what made me think about this is uh, I certainly know a lot of people my age that sort of say I can't drink on a school night. And of course, Kaylee is up for work after being up till five. And she seems relatively relaxed, obviously probably alcohol and juice, but relatively relaxed about the day ahead and how she's going to, well, get away with it and how she's going to survive. Um, I, I, how does she do it? I mean, it surprises me, um, actually, that she's so relaxed. Is it, do you think it, is she showing naivety or what do you reckon it is that makes her so relaxed about going to work in that state? Well, I think it's still being half drunk probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just be like, oh, I'll be fine. You know, and thinking that, well, she, she, she's done it before. She can do it again, even though she feels she already knows that she can't do the the drinking and and the recovery as well. But she still thinks, well, I can do that. I can get through work. It'll be fine. But yeah. maybe it harks back to a bit of the point that you said, I think, on the last in the last pod, saying that you know, is this her? ultimate ambition to work where she does so is she actually that bothered about being there and if she doesn't do a great job does it matter no, I, I I think that's spot on. I I really think this reinforces that point. It's um yeah, it, it pays the bills. It's but it's not it's not what she wants. It's it's not who she wants to be and where she wants to be. Um, so no, I think that's a really really good point. Um, now she comes up with um her own uh, solution, her own idea as to how she's going to get away with this. And uh, let's have a quick listen to this. What are you going to do? Look at this idiot. 
Yes, so stand up wash in the bogs. Um, hope I'm not being too personal, Stu. Have you ever had one? I was, it was always lucky enough to have showers and things like that. Wow. So didn't need to, oh, yeah, I'm very posh. Um, but no, oh, I can't think of anything worse. But, you know, fair part, I'd probably get caught. I'd probably, especially if I was half drunk, I'd forget to lock the door or something. Well, that's, that's it. I just, yeah, I've got this image in my head of a stand-up wash. But, and going back to what you said, though, it probably does show she has done it before because it's almost yeah. quite blasé, isn't it? Oh, it's fine, I have a stand-up wash in the bogs. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> that's her hangover cure, if you like, or her solution to for, for getting through. Um, and adverts. So one of the, the there are two uh, particular adverts um, on on this episode that Stu you picked up on. Um, the I'll introduce one and then hand over the other one to you. The the weight stoppers ad um, comes in around this point of the episode, which of course is. Uh, Great diet, great plan. I can eat anything I want as long as it doesn't make me fat, <laughs> which uh, which is brilliant. Um, and uh, the other one you picked up on was the college one. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the last part of it. Where um, it's an advert for Brillington College, and the tagline is "Where Brilliant is almost our name." <laughs> it's, it's it's so it's such just local radio. It's great. Just love it. It is. It's so clever, clever writing. And again, we talked about it off air, the fact that it's so easy to miss these adverts on the radio when you're watching Car Share. But um, they are absolutely genius. Um, talking of genius, nice segue, uh, because um, I think this is the only time it happens in the series. We get uh, a fart from Kaylee. Um, obviously a, a symptom of a hangover. Um, and... Um, is it is it too much to say? I mean, John John reacts actually kind of okay, doesn't he? He sort of like almost jokes about it. Really, I think he calls her an animal. Um, it's kind of that that thing, isn't it? About oh, you you know you're comfortable around someone. It's like the ultimate the ultimate sign of comfort when you when you when you when you fart. And this is just episode three. I mean, in theory, they've only been properly getting to know each other. I don't know kind of what time scales but you would imagine weeks rather than months yeah um is, is that kind of a sign do you think however funny it is that actually um they're yeah she's so comfortable around him yeah yeah and just some of the other some of the other things the way that they are they they got very comfortable very quickly and yeah to to even even in a drunk way and do an accidental fall it's still you know and even though she says oh i'm mortified she didn't actually seem that mortified. No, she didn't, did she? No. It was just one of those things, and you think, well, okay, well, that's maybe a sign for the future. Yes, it's a, it's a really good point. Who knew that? Uh, who knew that a fart would be such a talking point, eh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, Kaylee goes on to then uh, talk about a game that she played the night before. Um, we we get we get signs from Kaylee throughout the series that she's quite creative and got a good sense of humour. And she talks about it's the Lady Diana game. Um, and after much convincing, it's it's saying like. I don't know if um, you think I've got my explanation right, Stu, but it's kind of saying Lady Diana while kind of piercing your lips, basically. Yeah, yeah um, basically. I mean, it's it's definitely it's one of those games that would have been 
that you make up in a group when you're drunk and it's hilarious at the time <laughs> and it's the, the best thing ever and you can picture them all around just doing this and rolling about with laughter but to a sober person the next day it's really like yeah okay why is this funny but she was loving it and I think he he started laughing because she was loving it so much. Do you know what? Yeah, great minds think alike because I was going to say something similar. I think that, like, in most most instances, John, knowing the character that he is, wouldn't have been that impressed at all. He'd be like, what the hell are you going on about? And But actually on this, he does, after a little bit of convincing, he gets it and he laughs. And like you say, I think he's just genuinely happy and, and, and finding it amusing because Kaylee's... Um, just almost like um, it's it, it's it's catching her um, enthusiasm for the joke, um, so I, I find that really interesting as well. And again, that's that's just a very quick change from perhaps just the beginning of episode one. John is already super comfortable around Kaylee, and uh, just clearly fond of her, to put it mildly, at this point. Um, now there's a bit of a fly in the ointment because at this point Kaylee announces that she's actually got a date. That day, um, just dawned on me as well, actually, going back to it. Um, if Kaylee was that bothered about the date, would you really, if you were really excited about a date, would you really get that hammered the night before? I don't um, know. It's, no, you wouldn't. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. You know, if it's, especially a first date, you know, you, I always thought you wanted to be at your best. Yeah. And she, was far from her best. Yeah, it's, um, you know, so again, deep down, or, or, or perhaps not even that deep down, she's kind of thinking, I'm going through the motions with these dates, really. It's uh, it's John that I'm I'm interested in. Um, so, yeah, um, idea of a lunch date. Now, harking back to um, sort of my dating days, I must admit, I was probably quite traditional in... in most of my dates were in the evening, but probably I've noticed a trend in the last 10 or 15 years for more daytime dates. Um, what do you think, Stu? Good idea or bad idea, a lunch date for a first date? Well, I think it's pros and cons, isn't it? Like, I think she mentions it. It's like, well, if it goes well, she, she'll be late back to work. If it if it doesn't, then, you know, she can, she's got that perfect excuse of... of I can, you know, I've got to get back to work. So you have, you don't have to think of anything else. If it's an evening, you're kind of stuck there unless you've got a friend on speed dial that needs to, that can help you out. <laughs> so, yeah, I suppose it's been a long time since I've been dating. So I don't know. I don't know what the fashion is nowadays. I know. I think. I think you're right. I think that. I mean, it's almost like an extended speed date. I mean, assuming she has a lunch hour, then it's kind of like yeah, one hour. I suppose. The guy's got one hour to impress. Um, but again, goes back to her lax attitude about work, albeit maybe in a jokey way, but she's sort of saying, you know, if it goes well, I'll be late back. Yeah. Does she really yeah, give a hoot? You know? Yeah. Um, so she announces they're going to meet in Nando's, having a cheeky Nando's. And John, of course, I think uh, makes a suggestion that, oh, you know, who says romance is dead? Um, and Kaylee announces that her date is Japanese. And um, I found this phrase interesting. She says to John, oh, you, you know how much I love sushi. And John replies by saying, oh, you won't even eat prawn cocktail crisps. Um, how the hell do they know this about each other so quickly? Just goes to show yeah. the conversations they've had. Yeah, they must. 
to know that level of detail about each other so quickly, it does make you think, how far away from their work do they live? Yeah. Because they must be in a car together for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, getting through a lot of conversations. I wonder whether they're... Um, I don't think they ever mention it in the series, but it makes you wonder if they do have the odd telephone conversation as well. Yeah, there I, is I don't that. Know. maybe they talk in the evenings, but as you say, it's never mentioned. So as far as we, you would know, they're only... Because they never seem to... They, it always comes across that they don't interact at work. Yeah. So as far as we know, their only interaction is in the car. If they're getting on that well, there must be at least the odd text or phone conversation or whatever going on to find out. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, I think I noted down here that, you know, to know something as kind of random as that, oh, you know, you won't even eat prawn cocktail crisps. It's, it's sort of something you would only know about someone you really know pretty, really well, really. Yeah. Um, Kaylee goes on to impress John by speaking Japanese. John finds this very amusing. Um, and uh, one of my um, one of the things I love about car shares, I'm sure you do, Stu, as well, is the music. And um, again, on a slightly drunken related note, um, the song How Will I Know comes on. Um, and that song, I just wanted to say a bit of self-indulgence, but it always reminds me of Reflex nightclub like the old 80s nightclubs and yeah. i don't think i've ever heard that song until i watch car share um unless i've been drinking i think that's the first time i've listened to it when sober uh, <laughs> bring, <laughs> brings back great memories um and then we build up then and to probably the the highlight of the episode for many people and, and certainly what will make the episode memorable uh, for many people and that is the actor Reese Shearsmith of course playing Ray um and they spot Ray at the bus stop and we very quickly gather from the pair of them that he's a fishmonger where they work and he stinks of fish and what do they say they both call him is it uh, is it stink stinky ray Stink Ray, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, they basically try their best to avoid uh, making eye contact, and it looks like they're uh, doing that. But then, just at the last minute, he puts his head, he puts his face to the car. Um, I think Kaylee quickly puts the air freshener around her, um, and very quickly you realise that there is a strong smell in the car. Um, the way that Ray introduces himself is by mentioning that he'd been talking to ladies for ages one of their husbands had died um i don't know where that conversation was going um with ray and those people i don't know is that sort of suggesting i mean obviously we quickly get the impression that he's a bit of a sleazeball shall we say um what was he trying to do some kind of um death version of wedding crashes you know sort of like um funeral crashes almost trying to uh to, to move in on someone who, whose husband had died. I, I don't know, but I just found that quite, quite, quite amusing. Um, funny that Kaylee um, calls him, um, I think it's a fat shit in Japanese. And out of nowhere, Ray says, who are you calling a, a, a fat shit? Um, and goes on to recall the story of, of course, how he lived out in Japan for a while. Um, and... Um, what do you make of Rape, Stu? What, what, uh, what are your first impressions? Fantastically well played by Reese uh, Shearsmith, great yeah, actor. I mean, brilliant character. Um, really well played. 
just yeah i think it's one of the he seems like one of those people that will have a story for everything um and maybe it's always that one bit better than anything you've ever done um you know yeah if you've been to tenerife he's been to eleven a reef that kind of thing <laughs> it's just yeah you know when he's saying oh i've been to japan and that's where i got all my nice skills and blah, blah, blah. you know i was there in the, the good days and all that kind of thing go yeah you know is he just does he just tell the tall stories yeah, he's a, he's a larger-than-life character, isn't he? He, he um, reminds me of a kind of... In terms of the truth that comes out from him, I'm imagining that he exaggerates and possibly just outright lies. So to that extent, he reminds me a bit of Jay from In Between Us. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just think that he... Um, yeah, you, you can't rely on anything he says. Um, now, there's lots of one-liners... Um, corny dad jokes, if you like, um, around fish having a haddock. Um, Moby, I think Mo- Moby, Moby yeah, Moby Dickhead. Um, and it's, it's, it's some great little sort of uh, one liners in there. But I think the highlight for me, um, you talk about sort of a song that you listen to and it will always remind you of a certain thing. And for me, um, it's this song and the dancing to it. Let's just have a little listen now. For me, this is one of the uh, highlights of the episode. What a legendary song that is, Joe. I tell you what, do you, uh, you big fan of that song? I'm not too sure whether your wife will listen back to this or not, but am I allowed to ask, have you been a naughty boy to that song? Uh, no. <laughs> no, not, no, not to that song. A few others, but not that song. Um, I did a, um, a charity boxing match a couple of years ago, and at one point that was in the running to be my walkout song. Um, oh, wow. But, but I felt it was a bit too street and made me look a little bit potentially too good than I actually am. <laughs> so so I went with the Venger Boys instead, which was about my level. Oh, Venger Boys, is that the, um, uh, we're going to Ibiza or the Venger Bus is coming? The Venger Bus is coming. The Venger, <laughs> okay. Of course, we have, um, that's in car share as well, isn't it? Isn't there a scene with the bus? You can see a bus with um, the Venga bus written on the front of it yes. or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There we go. Very good. Very good reference. The dancing, the strange dancing that obviously um, Ray does with his hands and just the facial expressions of Kaylee and John and this scene are just brilliant, aren't they? And the fact that he just, he loves the song and says what a great song it is and he tries to sing along and he just doesn't get any of the words <laughs> i just i love that he's just, he was prop he was just proper in it in the in the song but just didn't know any of the actual words nice little um thinking about it um you mentioned earlier you're a fan of peter k in general and of course um, one of his funniest scenes he does is um getting song lyrics wrong 
So um, that's uh, another good example of uh, someone getting the, the, the song lyrics very, very wrong. Um, Kaylee gets uh, quite defensive um, uh, of John, doesn't he? When yeah. Doesn't she, sorry. When um, uh, Ray, I think, is kind of like pushing him in reference to, uh, as, he, as he sorted out, I think, the knives or something like that on the um, or staff staff issues with the yeah. department. Um I found that good. Um found that very interesting that she got very um yeah, sort of you know sticking up for him. Very quickly. Um again showing kind of how close they are. If they were literally just sharing a car, you you wouldn't do it. But they've obviously started to get this bond and this feeling for each other that she's she's willing to stand up for him. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point because yeah, you wouldn't just do that for for any any old person, would you? So, um, so they drive in, and um, so they're driving into to work, and of course they see. Uh, I think what we've uh, fondly referred to as New Ted, uh, the trolley guy, and um, in this particular scene, he's um, not wearing anything on top. Um, and um, this time, Kaylee doesn't really want to be seen. She's uh, sort of uh, hiding. And uh, yeah, I think Ray makes a comment. Oh, you know, he won't be interested in you, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, um, do you think? I I don't know. It's like even in today's sort of sensitive, there's a lot of sensitivity around comedy at the moment. And um, do you think that it'd be frowned upon to just kind of have a have a character that I don't think ever speaks throughout the series um, and is kind of put about as a bit of a plaything or, you know, a sexual object? Or is that OK because he's a guy? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but... Um... Yeah, I, no, I, don't, I don't think you're reading too much into it, but I think... I don't know. I have my views on comedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure we share we we share a, a, a similar sentiment there. But we, we, yeah, certainly a good little talking point and um, to, to, to to give the guys listening um, some food for thought. You know, is that something that would would still happen now? Um, great. Well, that leads us up to um, half time then. And uh, of course, I always like to have a little bit of fun at half time. So here goes. So it's time for the half-time scene then, each episode, I imagine, and create, if you like, a little scene that would never get aired, of course, as to what actually happened when Kaylee and John walked in that store uh, and before they walked back out later on in the episode. It has to be all about Kaylee's date in Nando's for this episode. So she arrives first. She still looks very drunk, very tired. In fact, she's angry at that moody and tired angry stage of a hangover she sits down in nando's and quickly falls asleep and looks an absolute mess waitress comes over and says love you can't sleep in here today come on there's a good hostel over the road kaylee flips out and becomes increasingly aggressive so much so that the manager has to come on over and just as all of that is going on her date arrives sigh and says, uh, all right, pal to boss, she's with me, she'll be fine. It's Kaylee, right? Kaylee says, you don't look Japanese. He replies, a bit racist. Anyhow, you don't look sober. Hair of the dog? What's that, Kaylee says, a Japanese cocktail? Oi, he says, I'm the king of banter around here. Think me and you would get on fine and dandy. And he puts on a cheesy American accent. 
Kaylee looks absolutely distraught and simply replies, you don't happen to be friends with Pussy Lover on the same website, do you? So this week's character then, minor character review, to give you a bit of an insight into a character we never actually properly get to know. Uh, and this week it's the turn of Kaylee's neighbour. So of course in this episode we see her looking out of her neck curtain, uh, living opposite Kaylee, looking thoroughly disgusted at Kaylee's behaviour. Well, this lady is called Pippa. She's 75. She was married for 50 years, but her husband died two years ago. Now, the rumour is in the neighbourhood is that the marriage crashed about 20 years ago, but she's so old-fashioned, she couldn't face the shame that the marriage had fallen apart. She's very much one of these uh, till-death-do-us-part types. They kept the pretense of the marriage going. Rumour was also that she was sleeping with his best friend, who was 10 years younger, but of course nothing was ever proved. However, he now lives with her as a good family friend, as apparently he's not very well and needs caring for. She's old-fashioned and stern, but she's a raver at heart and she yearns for her return to her wild youth. It was only for a brief period, but she was a party animal. But her mum made her marry young and have kids. She's very much one for keeping up appearances and she's jealous when she sees Kaylee drunk. Oh, and by the way, she loves a gin for medicinal purposes and thinks society has gone to pot. So there we go. Pippa, the character we never really get to know. So the second uh, half begins quite serenely because, um, of course, Kaylee and John had given the excuse to Ray um, that they couldn't give him a lift home because Kaylee had to pick up some medication. And uh, they've been quite inventive uh, because the uh, second part of the episode starts with uh, Kaylee wheeling out a trolley with a what looks like a huge heavy box, uh, which Ray is pushing. Um, and he sort of comments... Oh, some seriously heavy medication you've got there. I hope it clears up whatever you've got. Do you think that, I mean, <laughs> obviously it's completely ridiculous, isn't it? You know, we, we, in a lot of comedy, there is a lot of ridiculous things um, that happen. But I mean, what? It must be pretty simple, surely. Or, 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 or does he know that he's being wound up? I mean, how the hell can you justify not giving someone a lift because you've got a huge box of medication? <laughs> And he may just be used to it, um, used to people trying to sort of get away from him. Um, but some some people just don't, they just don't realise, do they? And, um, yeah, how can you not ask some, some more questions? Well, why? It's only some medication. Surely I can have a lift of all that. It's, yeah, very strange. And, of course, the box is lifted to reveal John in the trolley. Um, and there they are congratulating themselves, all happy. And, of course, Ray then comes back around the corner and um, gives them the V sign as they drive away. Um, and uh, that's the last we see of of Ray. Um, off they drive home then. And, um, again, I don't want to dwell on it too much because I don't want to turn off uh, the non-football uh, fans again. But one thing I noticed, Stu, is that the Reebok Stadium, you get to see the Reebok Stadium home of Bolton Wanderers on the right-hand side as they're driving off. 
Good spot. I missed that. Yeah, that's uh, that's again one of those little things that you notice um, when you watch it a few times. And uh, yeah, I've I've been there a few times and uh, seen some good results for for Saints. So uh, yeah, brought back some good memories. Um, it then gets a bit uh, sort of a little bit more um, serious on the way home. Uh, Kaylee's no doubt going through that kind of. Um, uh, emotional side of her hangover now at the end of the day um she's talking about um she's on um kelly going off to australia and kaylee saying she'll miss her and she sort of hopes she gets homesick um john moves the conversation on by asking how her date went and again it just shows john's interested isn't he 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 wants to know how the date went um she says well he wasn't even japanese he was from rochdale um and he wasn't even called simon and uh, John sort of says, well, what made you uh, think that he was? And uh, Kaylee says, well, he had sort of shortened it to Cy. And then what follows is, um, again, this, this actually made me laugh out loud. And it still makes yeah. me laugh out now, uh, out loud now. Let's, uh, let's hear what, uh, what Kaylee got herself involved with. Furious. I've just learnt the language as well. Oh, where were he from? Rochdale. Rochdale? Yeah, his name wasn't even Simon. What made you think it was? Well, he shortened it to Sai. Fair enough. Well, why the Oriental? Because his username was Jap Sai. <laughs> Jap Sai? I know. Jap Sai! Jap Sai! <laughs> racist. I'm not being racist. <laughs> you laughing? Jap Yeah, that just made me laugh um, so much. And for me, does that show... I mean, we love Kaylee, obviously, but does that show again that she's a bit naive, Stu, do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to not know things like things like that, you know, Jap's eye, um, maybe naive or just wants to see the best in people or whatever, but, you know, they mention it again. They mention something else again. Um, which just shows that maybe she's not as yeah as clued up as she she may be, and she maybe is a little bit naive. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think. Um, I mean, John cracks up and. Um... You know, it's funny, Kaylee goes on to, sorry, John goes on to sort of say, um, oh, what about the pussy lover that you you thought he was just fond of cats? Um, and John says a quite a caring thing. He sort of says, you know, I wish you would be more careful on these dating sites. Um, and of course, Kaylee responds by saying, you know, there's no time to waste my clock's ticking. Um, John kind of, I don't know if you notice it, Stu, but he makes a partial... Um, compliment to Kaylee by sort of in, in his own way by sort of saying there's nothing wrong with you you know I, yeah. Kind of, yeah, I, I found that interesting um, yeah. I, yeah I noticed that just a little throwaway sort of compliment there was a there was, there was a couple that um, in this episode she mentioned you know on the way to work that she hated her nose and he just quickly just fired back with that you've got a lovely nose good but shout all, yeah almost sort of under his press so right you know he doesn't really want to show too much and compliment too much but wants it put out there just in case yeah yeah it's it's, it's a really good point and his defenses it's almost like once he says a partly good thing his defenses then go back up again because he then start he, he then sort of starts saying um 
to Katie, when Katie says we all need someone, John sort of says, no, we don't. And um, Katie says, well, I don't believe you. You've had girlfriends in the past. And John says, that, well, that's why. Women mess you about. Um, you're all nuts. Um, goes back to that point at the start of the episode where John sort of loses the, the, the lady in the car and says, uh, you know, oh, she's probably a psycho or married. I think that explains, you know, obviously the sort of experiences that John's had in the past. Yeah, um, So, so, and, and that's why he's so reluctant to, to sort of open up to his feelings during the series, I think. So... Um, Failed uh, engagements, relationships are then talked about. Um, and um, I I will share one thing with you, Stu, that I don't mind confessing. Um, one failed engagement on my part before we talk about um, John's. And that is um, in 2004, can um, I mention it one more time? I'm sorry. My favourite football team, Southampton, got relegated from the Premier League. And that evening, after we got relegated, um, yes, I had had a few drinks that day. I proposed to my girlfriend at the time. Well, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, um, it didn't go to plan, and I called off the wedding three months before it was due. Um, so, yeah, that's I w- won't dwell any more on that. But um, yeah, well, we've, all, we've all been there. <laughs> um, the, Failed engagements. Kaylee once again very interested as she is um, at many times during the series about John's previous relationships, and of course they get on to talking about um, Charlotte, and um, it, it, we, we work out that John was engaged to Charlotte, and um, it all fell apart, didn't it? Um, and um, Dad, his dad rang up one night for a chat. Dad could tell something was wrong in his voice. John explained that he loved her but wasn't in love. He was going through the motions. He felt like he was playing a part in someone else's life. And the answer machine had recorded the whole chat. That's a bit of a throwback as well, isn't it? The idea of an answer phone on a landline. Who has answer machines nowadays on a landline? I mean, who uses a landline? (laughs) And we're not talking about, you know, I mean, obviously car share was, what, five, six years ago. But, I mean, he's probably talking about five years prior to that maybe. But it's not that long ago in the grand scheme of things, is it? No, I mean everyone still had, well, still had mobiles, you know, back then and and all that. And it's just yeah, just strange. But I just I can just again, you can just picture it. it's one of those old school answer phones that so it's not a built-in one on the phone. It's one of those that just yeah, it has to click in and it. Uh, you can just the way that he sort of paints the pictures, I just think are brilliant. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. That's that's a huge reason why um, why I love the show. Um, so they have a row then, basically. So sort of, you know, Kaylee's uh, sort of upset with John's reaction. John just says bollocks to love, um, and I think very timely. The Smiths then come on the radio now for the younger younger viewers again. Might not be too aware of the Smiths, but um, how should I put it, Stu? Not not the happiest of music. No, quite depressing, but there's some. There's some fantastic song titles by the Smiths, um, which and the songs are are very depressing. Well, yeah, depressing. 
or just downbeat, I think, is a better way. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, if you haven't heard of them or, you know, or, or haven't heard uh, any of their songs for a while, it, they are, they, it is worth a little listen. You just have to be perhaps in the right place um, at, at, at that time. <laughs> so the song, yeah, the song talking about the uh, the title, um, please, um, please let me get what I want, basically, isn't it? And the song is all about, for once in my life, please let me get what I want. Relevant song, um, yeah, kind of. Is it kind of relating to John saying that he's he never gets and he's never had what he wants, or is it or is it more about Kaylee saying that what she wants to settle down and you know be in a be in a relationship? It's 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 very relevant to both of them. It's one of those that they could both they could quite easily both say, oh yeah, this song that's so me, kind of kind of thing and. It was looking like it was going to be one of the most down endings, but it is yeah. saved slightly because John then sees what he thinks is the same car as earlier. He slows down and he smiles and he looks across and it's a guy that, um, it's a guy obviously rather than the, uh, the, the lady he saw earlier. And um, bless him, this guy, he just looks like to me that he's in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. from Middle Earth. But I do, I do think it's strange that Though, you know, again, going back to the bit of a, maybe a bit of a player, he thought that um, Gailey had the ump with, with him, found out she was asleep. So it was like, right, well, no, OK, I'll just crack on trying to trying to flirt with this other woman in, in a car while you're sat next to me. That's I a, mean, that's quite yeah. crazy about it, isn't it? That, that's a really, really good point, yeah. I mean, or is it is it that he... I suppose there's two ways. Either he's taking advantage of the fact that she's asleep or a possibly a combination of, of, of this as well is the fact that he, because he's had an argument with her, he's sort of thinking, oh, you know, it's, it's like a defensive mechanism. He does like her, but she's annoyed him a little bit and he, he, he doesn't want to be bothered with it all. So it's, 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 it's almost like he'd, he'd rather just have a little bit of fun, flirty, flirty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's really... Again, it just goes back to what we were saying at the start. You look back when you watch these episodes more and more. You just pick up on things and um, you know start thinking about things that perhaps uh, you hadn't done before. Yeah. Um, great. And then the episode ends. Um, if you had to give it a rating out of ten, Stu, um, obviously we, as big car share fans, we're always going to love all episodes. But if you had to give it a rating out of ten in terms of where it stands with you with all the episodes, what would you give it? Oh, that's a that's a tricky one without giving away too too much about what's coming up. Yeah. Um, I think it's a solid seven, seven, eight out of ten. It's in a football reference. It's a James Milner. Um, <laughs> you know, it's steady. There's some good bits about it, but you know, the the Jack Dye comments and things like that. I think, and obviously Kaylee, who by the way. Sean Gibson plays a very good drunk. She's very good at that. Um, so, yeah, that puts it up there. But 
I think knowing knowing what's coming up like in in future episodes that are, that I think are just so funny. But yeah, I think it's a seven-ish. Spot on. I, I agree with you. I think the, the having Reese Shearsmith as Ray and this will obviously, and the here comes the hot stepper and the the Japs eye comment and seeing Kaylee Junk are all memorable moments. Um, this is slightly more serious undertone. We learn a little bit more about John and his past and and kind of Kaylee. Um, there are funnier episodes. I think you're right, but it, no doubt about it. There's some memorable moments. It's been great to review. So yeah, seven out of ten. Um, I, I concur with you on that one. Um, well, I hope everyone's really enjoyed listening to it. Stuart, it's been so good to have uh, someone on uh, with me reviewing the episode. I hope Thank you enjoyed you it. More but, than happy to do it again if you or any of the listeners ever want me to. You might get loads of people saying, don't get him on, he's really dull. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you need me again, I'm here. Let's give you, if you don't mind, let's uh, let, pl- pl- plug yourself. Where can people uh, follow you on Twitter, etc.? Twitter Amy, which is A-M-E-Y-2322. You'll see many random, strange things that I do on Twitter to try and keep myself entertained more than other people. Ah, yes. Now, again, um, if you don't mind me um, sort of mentioning this, uh, throughout lockdown, you started it at the beginning of lockdown, if I'm right, or certainly be doing it more in lockdown, is is the the, um, lip sync um, doing different songs. I have been lip syncing. It started again right at the, as you say, right at the start of lockdown. Um, BBC Radio started doing on a, I think it was a Thursday morning at nine o'clock. Like Radio One, Two, and a couple of others started playing happy songs to try and cheer people up. And I was working and listening to the radio, and Radio Two um, played Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline. Yes, I remember. And, I just happened to have my phone sort of plugged in and it's um, stood up on my desk. And I just thought it would be funny. I'm just going to record myself lip syncing to, to Neil Diamond because, you know, that's what you do to get through a work day. And I put it out on Twitter and lots of people started liking it and sharing it and things like that. And so I've, I've done one every day since. So since, however long we've been in lockdown... I've done a lip I think I've only missed one day and there's been many, many random songs. There's been a few random outfits. I'm now running out of songs <laughs> that I can possibly do. I'm having to go to shows, show tunes now, not just sort of pop and rock. So I'm, I'm expanding my vocal knowledge, my vocal knowledge, my music knowledge. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been, it's been fun, but I do get some people asking some random requests, especially one bloke who keeps saying to me, um, you know, you've got to put more makeup on and things like that. <laughs> he, he really wants to see me in wig and makeup, but there you go. There we go, there we go. How about, uh, how about Here Comes the Hot Stepper? I'll, I'll leave it with me. You might get it. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Pleasure. And, uh, yeah, take it easy, everyone. Thank you.